you may not know this, but um, sometimes I like to recite lines to celebrities, you know, as a bit of a reference to their past work, you know, to test their memory as well. Oh, go on. Okay. See? I told you I had enough coal to get here. Fill me up, baby. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Michael Theo, otherwise known as Mr. A+. I'm starting this podcast because I want to entertain people and bring love and light into people's lives as well. Rules for the podcast include no controversial topics such as politics, religion, past wars, weaponry, and drugs. And most importantly, it has a strict no-COVID-talk policy. Shane Jacobson is one of Australia's most loved award-winning actors, presenters, and entertainers. You probably remember him from the films Kenny or Ladies in Black, and he was also the voice of Shane the Train in Thomas and Friends, which we'll be discussing in today's episode. Shane, his birthday is one day before mine, and he comes from Victoria, Australia. I cannot tell you, ladies and gentlemen, what an honor it will be to have him on as today's guest of this podcast. I'm just simply excited for this. So please, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Shane the Train Jacobson. G'day, Cobber. Today is your lucky day. You're off to the Red Centre with the number one engine in town. <laughs> Michael, how are you, mate? That was perfect. That's that's dialogue. We should let people know that's dialogue from Thomas the Tank Engine, yeah? Yeah. And who- that episode is called Laid Back Shane. <laughs> and we should so we should explain to people what you know and I know, but maybe they don't. So firstly, Michael, I want to start um, by saying thank you so much for asking me um, to do this podcast with you. I'm a huge fan of yours, as is my entire family. So when we got the phone call, my agent rang me and said, look, I'm not sure uh, if you watch a show called Love on the Spectrum. I said, oh, yeah, I love that show. Absolutely love it. And then she said, well, you're not going to believe this, but Michael's asked whether you want to come on his show. And I I was thrilled, mate, absolutely thrilled. So thank you. I just want to start with a thank you. But, yeah, so Thomas the Tank. When I found out that you're a fan of that, I'm like, well, this is this is doubly good because my eldest boy, who's now 16, I've got four kids, Michael, so that my kids are 16, 12, 10, and six, and our six-year-old uh, is on the spectrum. He's autistic as well. He's a he's a gifted boy like yourself, and a and he's uh, kind of the the light of our life because he gives us a new way of looking at the world, which we adore, and you'd understand that because you guys have a, a really special way of looking at the world, and I think you, I, I like the way you guys see the world more than the way I see the world. I think it's more exciting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my eldest boy, we used to be a massive Thomas the Tank Engine fan, and then when I finally got to ring him and say, uh, oh, you're not going to believe it, I'm the voice of Shane the Train, for Thomas the Tank Engine, he said, but Dad, now I'm into Harry Potter. So he, I couldn't even impress him. So I'm thrilled that maybe I can make you happy that I'm the voice of Shane the Train. Well, all I can say is you certainly did. Yay! Because I've been a huge fan of that show ever since I was three years old. That's 24 years now. So you've been watching it ever since then. And, and how often would you watch an episode? Like when was the last time you watched an episode? I watch it mainly on YouTube. And I view as well. And would you watch an episode once a week or more? Well, I wouldn't say once a week. Um, it would be like maybe whenever I decide that I wanted to see one. Yeah. It's, so you've seen 
most eps, I imagine. Pretty much every episode. Wow. Have you got have you got the books? My eldest used to love the books. I've got a heap of them here. Are you talking about the railway series by the Reverend W. Audrey? <laughs> R.I.P. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those books. They're, they're great, aren't they? Yep. I definitely have them. The entire set. It was a gift given to me by my father 10 years ago. Oh, so he, he got you the whole set in one hit? Yep. Wow. That must be huge. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. And expensive. Now, I, I'm in your hands, mate. You can ask me anything you want in this show. I'm... Just happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. I also like to, to say it's my pleasure having you on this podcast and also thank you for accepting to be a guest today. Mate, I was always going to say yes. You know yeah. that. <laughs> I'm going to explain why I wanted to have you on the podcast. It's because not only did you appear in a certain film called Ladies in Black, which I am quite a fan of, I'm also a huge fan of Tom as a Tank Engine. And when I remember that you're the voice of Shane, Shane the Train, I thought to myself, you know what? I need to have him on the podcast because that is something he and I will definitely talk about. And another thing is acting is my passion. It always has been and it's something I'm pursuing as a career. Oh, you're going to pursue acting? Yep, definitely. Fantastic. Well, mate, can I ask you something? What sort of films are your favourite films? What kind of movies? You've already mentioned, obviously, Thomas the Tank Engine as a TV show and Ladies in Black as a movie. What are some of your favourites? My most favourite genre would be comedy. Yeah. I can't stand horror films or thriller films because they're way too frightening. Drama, it's enjoyable, but not as healthy for the mind as, as comedy is. Yeah, I, look, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, it's funny, I used to watch horror films, which I think is weird because my kids have spoken about this. I used to watch them when I was younger and enjoyed them, but now that I'm older, I find they affect me more. And and I thought it would be the opposite, if you know what I mean. I, I think it, would, it yeah. should scare kids. But when you're a grown-up, I think you should be able to go, oh, well, that's all just make-believe and there's nothing in there that can scare me. But for some reason, when now that I'm older, I can't stand watching a horror movie because it, it, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I've spent too long on Earth and stuff worries me more. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I can't yeah. watch them anymore either. Either can my wife. She won't watch anything terrifying. Yeah. I think she, she doesn't even like yeah. looking at me. <laughs> that's understandable. It's because I'm actually a pretty hypersensitive person. And um, the one thing that really frightens me the most is spiders, oh, especially you know what? Aragog. What's Aragog? That giant spider from Harry Potter. Oh, that! Oh, yeah, that's enormous. Gosh, um, <laughs> thank goodness that's not real. Yeah, mate, I've got to tell you, I think most people are afraid of spiders. I think uh, you know, there's a few people that kind of are okay, seem to be okay with them, but th- yeah. I think the truth is most people are. They're, I think they're designed to look like you want to stay away from them. Same as snakes. I've always thought. You know, I think animals like that that scare most people, it's, you know, whoever designed them, it's their way of saying, don't go near these things, yeah. they could hurt. <laughs> mm. All right. My first question for you is, how do you prepare for roles? Uh, I guess the first thing I do before I say yes to any project, I, I read the script. And what I try and do is not necessarily focus too much on the character I'm playing, I try and focus on all the characters in the script so that I'm, I think it's an easy trap to fall into that when you read a script, you're just really focusing on who you're going to play. But yeah. but in order to really understand what the entire show or play or movie is about, I think you have to read it and just look at it from a distance, if you will, sort of just listen to all the characters' yeah. storylines and not focus on just your own. So I do that and then I start to think about, okay, now I understand what the whole movie is about. Now I'm going to go back and think about it just from my character's point of view. 
Yeah, so I guess it depends on the character, but you can't help, I think, sometimes but put a little bit of yourself into some characters. If the character doesn't have a lot of explanation around how they think or feel, I think you inherently just put a little bit of yourself in the character. But then some scripts are written so well or they're so defined in what the character's like that you just have to literally grab all the information that's in that script and pull it out and start to make notes like, you know, if, if the character's uh, abrupt or rude to people, you've got to make a note that you've got to start to think about what that would be like to be that kind of character. Because, you know, people like you and me, Michael, are, are not those people. We're kind and gentle, I would like to think, you know. Yeah, of course. But if you've got a character that reads or comes off the page as being abrupt and rude and, and dismissive of people or he doesn't get along with people, you have to start to think about what that would be like to be that person. And then if I have to think of that kind of thing, then I think about what kind of facial expressions they may have. Like people like you and me have a very open expression, do you know what I mean? We're I think we we look friendly for everyone and we're approachable. But, yeah. It, yeah, if it's not that person, I've got to start to think about yeah. do, do I frown more and do I tilt my head on a bit of an angle so that I look like I'm suspect of people. So, yeah, it's, it's it, every character is different. But, I, you uh-huh. know, other than that, the next thing you've got to do is obviously learn your lines and get those in your head and I try and learn them well enough that I don't have to think about the words anymore and then yeah. that's when you can start to really act. So, yeah, the, I think the best trick is, yeah, if you know the lines well enough, yeah, then you can actually start to let them go and actually concentrate on what they, they call being in the moment and then that way you can – because I think the secret to good acting is listening to the other person say their lines and not just wait for them to finish talking but actually – Make sure your character's listening to them. And because in, in real life, like like us chatting now, mate, you kind of have to listen to the other person and then you, your face changes yeah. while you're listening to them because you're going, oh, that's a good point or, or I didn't know that. And then when they finish, that's when your brain goes, I've got a thought based on what you just said. So that's that's the secret to acting, I think. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if that makes sense <laughs> to the world, but that's how I do it. <laughs> well, it makes sense to me and – Basically, what you're saying is when you're playing a character, you have to get into to the character and think like the character. Mm. Yeah. But since you mentioned the idea of playing an abrupt character, in order for somebody like me to pull that off successfully, I'll need somebody to piss me off, somebody to get me <laughs> fired, fired up. That way it feels more real. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's the trick with acting is is that you, you sort of – the good news is you can access – I don't know whether they say access bad parts, but you're allowed to be angry because you are just acting. Yep. It's permission to to sound mean, like you know what I mean. So it, it is yeah, easier, you know. That's what's great when you're doing a drama. If someone goes, you've got to be angry at yeah. that person over there. You don't have to worry about them thinking, "Are you really angry at me?" And the good news is, everyone knows you're acting. So I, I reckon yes, you could course. do it, Michael. I reckon you could yeah. do it without someone annoying you. I could. Yeah, you're already well, a star, Michael. <laughs> well, my mother did once say that I definitely have the anger for it. Really? What? What? Can I ask you a question? What? What sort of things make you angry? Well, you may find this a little bit hard to believe. My star sign is Pisces. So is mine. Yes, we're both Pisces. Our birthdays are two days apart. When's yours? March the twentieth. Believe it or not, we're only one day apart because Wikipedia has my birthday wrong on the nineteenth. So you're we're only one day apart. Yeah. On the nineteenth. One of day March. apart. Except the only difference is. We're 24 years apart. 
<laughs> I was born one day after you turned 24. There you go. See? Look at that. He's got a little coincidental. So, so on, what as a Pis- as a Piscean, what, what what makes you angry? Well, Pisces is a water sign, and water signs are very sensitive in nature. They're the second most sensitive star sign after Cancer. And I tend to um get insulted quite easily. Yeah, I can yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I think I can too a bit. Yeah, I just always have been. I'm not easy to offend, but I can get offended yeah. often over little things. Yeah, not not in a big way. Not that I get upset or angry, but when someone yeah. – sometimes when people say something, my brain does think, oh, hang on, did they mean that at my expense or were they just saying that offhandedly? So I, but I didn't know that was a Piscean thing. I just thought yeah. maybe I was sensitive. <laughs> there are also times where we take tend to take some things the wrong way well yeah yeah i can do that but i I think the great news is the older you get the more you realize it doesn't matter like the the less i worry about other people and what they say or think i've had to learn that over time i used to worry a lot when i was younger Mm, i guess that makes sense but also the other thing is i also sometimes get anxious as well there's a guy called i don't know if you know him michael or, or, or know of him but his name's kurt fernley he's been a wheelchair Paralympian. He's amazing. And I know him and he's an incredible Uh. soul. One thing he said when talking to a group about mental health and anxiety, and I thought it was such a great point that he made was it's, it's okay not to feel okay. And I thought, what a great thing to tell people. Yeah. That, that's, I think it feels nice when someone gives you permission to every now and then just not feel okay. Yeah. So does it worry you that you get anxious or are you kind of used to it? I, uh, it's something that I'm not really proud of. Yeah, well, that was why he wanted everyone to know that it's okay to every now and then not feel okay. I think there's more people, yeah. Michael, now that completely understand and go, oh, yeah. this is what anxiety feels like. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Can I ask you a question, Michael? Because sure. you've been through something that I've been through, we share this in common, where you go from no one really knowing who you are on the street to then being recognisable. How have you found being recognisable, like having fame? Because people know, I mean, well, the Kardashians know who you are, like Russell Crowe knows who you are. Like, you know, we all, so many people know who you are. What does it feel like to go from not being known and having people now know who you are and recognise you? Well, to be honest, it feels really great because while I was growing up during my school years, I kind of felt like invisible. Right. Well said. And um, I sometimes get recognised in public. Yeah. It's flattering, but it doesn't annoy me, not at all. And some people have even asked if I if they could get a photo of me and – I even allow that as well. That's good. Yeah, I, I do. I do too because it's it's something for them. I, I think it makes them feel good. It costs no time. It doesn't cost yeah. any money. No one gets hurt in the process. It's just something that they want a souvenir of, of having met you. I, I'm like you. I, I feel honoured that someone wants to have their photo with me. To be honest, and I go, of course you can have a photo. It's my pleasure. So it's it's a lovely thing. I think. Yes, of course. But also, to be honest. Since you mentioned Russell Crowe and the Kardashians, I'm actually quite surprised that a lot of celebrities from overseas even know who I am because I never actually thought that they would even see any potential in me. Mate, i tell you what it is that I love about you and my family is when, when we watched you on that show, you're so great at letting people know exactly how you're feeling and and what your thoughts are. And, and I think in the world 
today, you, you can't always get that from everyone. Whereas you mm. will always tell people exactly what you're feeling. Like you've already told me you experience anxiety and it's something you're not proud of, which you, the truth is you never have to be ashamed yeah. about having anxiety. It's, it's like saying I've got yeah. blue eyes and I'm ashamed of them. You go, hey, that's, there's blue eyes and so many people have them. So, but I love you're so honest. That's what I love about it. And I've told you that Thanks. my youngest is autistic and we get from him, we just get honesty. And, and he's, he's our truth machine. When, when his brother, yep. brothers and sister, if there's a, just an argument going on in the background about who stole someone's chips or who took more lollies out of a bag, than someone else, they're all arguing and we can just turn yeah. to our little boy and he'll tell us, he'll say it was it was Will <laughs> that took them. He just, because he only knows how to tell the truth. Yeah. Well, all I know is truth is always quicker, Shane. It, it, is, it is quicker. It is. And you don't have to remember the lie to carry on with. You just have to remember the truth and it's easier. Yeah. And if others can't handle the truth, that's their problem. True. True. You shouldn't be held, should not be held accountable. No. No, you shouldn't. Okay, my next question for you is, Yeah. How do you manage to divide your time between acting roles and and your family life? It's a great question, Michael. It's a hard one because it, it is a juggle and it, you know, it doesn't always work perfectly because... Sometimes you miss functions. Like I've kind of got some gigs booked in now. I'm essentially booked out. This is going to sound crazy until um, the start of 2024. So, and as we know, it's 2021 now. So I've got projects stacked up in the future, but, you know, there's some stage shows I'm soon to do that'll take me out of the state. So we do lots of flying. My, my kids, gosh, my daughter, by the time she was. I think by the time she was three, she'd had over 200 flights or something crazy. So I kind of need my family near me. They are my rock. I mean, they I'd like to think they need me too, but the truth is I need them near me. The older I get and the older they get, yeah. the more I need to be near them, you know. Yes. That, that's just how I'm wired. So, But it, it's such a great question, mate, because it is a hard juggle. And, you know, sometimes when you're filming, yeah. you know, I can do, you know, you can do a few months on a film and, even if I'm shooting in the same state and I'm coming home every day, I, I can be getting up at five in the morning and I might not be coming home until eight or nine at night. And uh, and then I've got to sit up and read the lines for the next day. So it is a hard juggle. And, Michael, I hope when I get older, when I say to my kids, you know, when they're all older, you know, your age, I hope I can sit down and say, how do you think I went? <laughs> and I'd love to think they they would say, I, you know, you, you did okay, Dad. You, you you gave us all the love we needed and all the attention we wanted and, yeah. and you worked and provided the home for us. So hopefully that's how they see it. Yeah. I, th I think it's going all right. Yeah, because I still would like to divide my time between acting and, and family because I'm actually also family-oriented and I also treat my friendships like a second family. Are you like me where, you know, you, you use your family as like a, a way of recharging, if you will? It's almost like when you've got to charge your phone at night. Yeah. You've got to plug into your family to kind of centre yourself and go, okay, I'm good to go again. Yeah, of course, because you still need people in your life and because life isn't just always about work. No. Because even though I really want to become an actor, I still want to be able to make time for my family and friends because they mean a lot to me. Yeah, well said, mate. Well, tell me what you think. I just don't think at the end of life, if you, I don't think if you interviewed 
a whole bunch of older people, in, say they were in their 90s. I can't imagine anyone ever saying, I just wish I worked more and spent less time with my family. I don't think anyone would ever say that. But I'm sure so many people, their number one regret was probably working a little too much and not spending more time with their family. So that's why it's such yeah. a great question you ask because I think it's the great juggle of life. It certainly is. I couldn't agree more. Michael, have you ever considered becoming a father? I know, I know you've got to try and find a partner, but is that, is that something you would ever want to do or you've ever thought about? Well, with being a dad, I was never really quite quite keen but the thing is if my wife really wants kids i will actually much prefer to have two kids but however if if i had things my way i much prefer to have a daughter oh yeah why a daughter i've got a daughter they're fantastic by the way because i feel more comfortable in the in the company of women i always have and because i resonate more with women and because i actually wonder what it'd be like to help my wife mold a young girl from girlhood to womanhood. Yeah, yeah, well said. The truth is when they're your own, though, the great news is boy or girl, the, the connection is equally as magic. And it's it's yeah. funny, it's very different. When they're your own, you know, the connection is is pretty yeah. amazing. So you do well. Yeah. You do well either way, mate. You'd have a great connection no matter what you had. Thanks. And even if I had a son, I would have a lot of trouble trying to find a perfect name for him. But if, if I had a daughter, I would have heaps of names in mind. Oh, so you've got more female names in your head than male names. Yeah, definitely. What what, what would be some of your go-to names for a girl? Rosamond. What's Rosamond? I don't think I've ever heard that name. You know, as in Rosamond Pike, the actress. Oh, no, I, I hadn't even thought of that. She's my favourite British actress. Wait, hang on, what's she in? I'm going to have to Google her. Can I Google her while we talk? Sure. Rosamond Pike, here we go. I'm going to know her, aren't I, as soon as I see her face. I didn't even know that was her. Oh, yes. My goodness. Yeah, of course. Now, I've, everyone who's listening to this, you should Google her name. Although most of the people who are listening right now are going, yeah. how, do, how do you not know who she is, Shane? There you go. I did not know that was her name, Rosamond. And by, and by coincidence, she voiced a character on Thomas as well. Did she? Yep, named Duchess. Duchess so, of Loughborough. How's that? We're work buddies and I didn't even know it. <laughs> didn't even know her name. It's terrible, Michael. What am I doing? In fact, her character is my favourite character on the show. Oh, on Thomas? Yep. Is it? Oh, gosh, I didn't, know, I didn't even know she was in it. How terrible am I? So, okay, so that's your number one pick. What, what would be the second girl's name you'd go for, you reckon? Mayim. Gosh, you go for the, the different ones. Mayim. Is this another actress? Yeah, you know, as in Mayim Bialik. You know names of act actors and actresses that I don't stick in my head. You've got me beat again. Mayim, go on, I'm going to Google this one. Bialik. Oh, yes. Okay, I know her face too. Gosh, I'm terrible. I've got to, I've got to remember more actors' names here. I'm doing badly. So Mayim, gosh, have you got a normal, when I say normal, a more generic one in there? Is your third pick going to be like Lisa or something? Or what would be your third pick? Not Lisa. No, what's wrong? what's wrong with Lisa? I'm not a fan of that name. <laughs> I'll let the Lisas know. Hello, hello to any Lisa if you're listening. It's just that I'm personally not a fan of the name Lisa. What's your third pick? There's there's several options for a third pick. Actually, there's Anita, Alice, Good. Karina, or Jasmine, or Rose. Rose, yeah, they're, or, good. they're great. Or even possibly. Melissa? They're, they're good names. They're all good ones. But I, I like the fact that your first two picks are actually, well, really 
specific, but I yeah. like them. They're really, they're, I'm not going to say they're odd names, but they're certainly not generic. There's not, not many of those. Mayan, there you go. Yeah. But not Lisa. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> Mayan Bialik is the one that plays Amy Farrah Fowler on The Big Bang Theory, which yes. is one of my favourite shows. Oh, that's one of your favourite shows? Yeah. It's- I actually didn't fully answer your question on what my favourite films are. Yes. No, you didn't. Here we go. My favourite films would be um, probably that live-action film of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. That animated adaption of The Grinch. Yes. By Illumination, Ladies in Black. Quite a fan of that one. The Kung Fu Panda films. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're great fun. The Toy Story franchise, Luca, and also several Disney films as well. Oh, yeah? Which, which Disney films? Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, The Lion King, Tangled, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, classic. They're all classics. They're fantastic. And believe it or not, I'm also quite a fan of Frozen. You know what? I enjoyed that film. I'll be honest, when I was told we were going to go to the cinemas and watch it, I thought, yeah, it's probably probably going to drive me mad. It's the music that makes it so enjoyable. Yeah. But, but with Frozen, out of all the cast members, the one I particularly adore the most is Kristen Bell. Love her. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's she fantastic. definitely is. Yeah. In oh, Frozen great. and in The Good Place, which is another one of my favourite shows. Great show. And not only that, I just want to, I want to celebrate the fact that I knew who you were talking about. <laughs> you finally said the name of an actress that I remembered. Nice. Aren't I terrible? I'm terrible. Actually, believe it or not, I've actually been researching about celebrities for years, ever since I was 14. I know a lot of things about actors. I know some some trivia about them and who died and when they died and what they died from and what their their ages and how old they were. And I can even quickly calculate a person's age by subtracting their birth year from the current year. You did that with me before when you said that you were born one day after I turned 24. Yeah. You do that really fast. Are you good at maths? Do you see patterns in numbers? Do you like numbers? Yeah. Are you distracted by like things such as like number plates? Like are you, because I am, my wife thinks it's weird that I'm distracted by number plates. I find some numbers pleasing. Like I can't tell you how excited I get when, if I've got to get a new number for a business or something, like a really nice mobile phone number, I find very pleasing. I see. Does it make sense? Like if, if I see like a triple five, triple eight, mobile number or something i go oh how great would that be everyone goes what do you mean i go yeah wouldn't it like yeah but speaking of triple digit numbers the the one to avoid is the triple six number yes number of the beast we don't want that yeah have you got a really good memory for for details like that like if you yeah if you find out about a celebrity that you like that you can remember yeah so give me an example of like like some celebrities and some data that you you find fascinating or interesting Okay, um, so you're familiar with Kristen Bell, right? Yep. I know when she was born. When was she born? July 18th, 1980. Gosh, 1980. There you go. Yeah. That sounds young to me. And by coincidence, <laughs> she's the same height as my mother. Oh, you know her height and you know your mum's height. Yeah. As in like to the centimetre or what is it? As in what's their height? Not as in centimetre. Not like five foot or something. Not sure, but the thing is I know what my mother's height is. Not exactly, but she just looks pretty short in fact Kristen Bell and one of her trademarks is her her height is it but and and she's not just beautiful but she's also quite hilarious as well yes I could I could see why the Disney company wisely chose her to voice Anna yeah it's a great voice though isn't it too it's it's quite it's a character voice definitely 
I wish everyone could see your face light up when I said that. Everyone that's listening now, yeah. as soon as I said it, such a character voice, Michael's face lit up. Yeah. Is she one of your favourite actors, would you think? I would say so, yeah. Now, my next question for you is, what was your experience working on Ladies in Black? It was amazing. It was incredible. It was directed by Bruce Berriston and he he directed Driving Miss Daisy, the Academy Award-winning film, and he's just a delightful, delightful man. I, I adore him as a human being, and I absolutely adored being directed by him. And an incredible cast, and and it's such a wonderful story. You know, it's it's just such a great snapshot yes. of that era. You know, and it was so so beautifully told. Yeah. So look, it was it was fantastic. I would have done that job for free, to be honest. Don't don't tell the producers I said that. They might make me give the money back, Michael, but. I would have done that film for free. It's not my place to, to reveal something like that. <laughs> Another question that I really want, want to ask you about Lays and Black. Yeah. What was it like working with Angori Rice and Susie Porter? Well, Michael, they are two of the nicest people walking around on the face of the earth. So Angori, as you know, has had an incredible career. You know, she's in Spider-Man and all these incredible films. Just yeah. such a lovely, I'm going to say kid, I hope that's not offensive because she's Quite young. She's just such a well. I'll say lovely lady because she's 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 older now, and and her mum was on set with her always, and her mum's a delightful human. So I, I get to see you know she's been raised properly by a wonderful woman in her mother. So she's a really good egg. Um, Susie Porter again, just like one yes. of the, yeah, she's just one of the nicest women you're ever going to meet. She's adorable. She's she's a really gentle soul, supportive of everyone. Kind of turns up every day with the same yes. smile. Wow. Yeah, mate. If you're fans of those two ladies, mate, you've you've picked two really good humans. I actually definitely am, but but also to be honest with you, I would give anything to to work with Susie Porter even if it's just once in a show or a film. I'll make sure I pass the message on. If she's ever got a job and she's looking for someone that yeah. looks exactly like you, then you're the, you're, the, you're the guy. Thanks. I would really love that because if I could even work with her for a long time, I would love that as well. Well, mate, I, I, will, see, I will see her at some point, I'm sure, and uh, Be- I'm going to pass that on. Thanks. Because when I saw Ladies in Black, I was quite impressed with her performance. In fact, I sometimes picture me and her – Playing a mother and son in a show. Ah, that's a that's a great call, mate. She, yeah, as you said, great performance. She's a pro. She's been doing it a very long while. She, to be honest, she makes it look yeah. effortless, you know. And she she does it with ease. She's she's fantastic. But, and again, but over and above her acting, she's just such a nice person to be around. Which is you know, which is lovely in a workplace. Which you know, as much as films, um, are films, there's still a workplace. It's kind of it's great because you never know. You can imagine like any job or any party or anything you go to, you, you never know if you're going to get along with people or that, or if they're going to get along with you. You don't know yeah. what their personality is going to be like and you kind of pray for the best and hope for the best and you get there yeah. and then discover like on a shoot like that that pretty much everyone involved in that film was a good soul that had made that job just that, that bit better. Yeah. Well, luckily for everyone, I'm quite sociable. Yes, you are. You certainly are. That's, Thanks. That's, how, that's one of my favourite bits about you. Thanks. And I also got to say, your accent is a lot more Aussie than mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm probably a little bit more knockabout than 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 a lot of people. That's. Uh, I see. That's kind of who I am. I've always everyone said you're more like the guy <laughs> next door, and I'm like, yeah, I'm the really loud, annoying, unattractive guy next door. If I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My next question is, how did you manage to become 
a cast member of Thomas the Tank Engine. So the funny part was I never thought it would happen because it almost started as a joke. And by that, what I mean is there, there was an article that came out in a newspaper that they're about to introduce an Australian train called Shane the Train into Thomas the Tank Engine. And it was a newspaper article in the Herald Sun in Melbourne. And people said, oh, isn't that funny? They're going to have an Australian character and they've picked the name Shane to have as the train. And they did that well before they ever spoke to me. And there was an online poll or something done where people wrote in or text in or whatever they did about who should voice it. And people were saying Russell Crowe should be the voice of the train. You know, Russell's got an amazing thunderous voice, you know. And so... Uh, they said that, and then uh, other people were saying, how about it's Shane Warne? You know, Shane Warne has a presence, you know, in the UK. They all know who he is. And so they all said it should be Shane Warne. And then somehow out of this research or on, I don't know where, where it was online research or whatever it was, people started commenting that it should be me. If anyone is going to be Shane the Train, it should be Shane Jacobson, me. And oh. and then people are saying, oh, people are saying it should be you. They're saying Russell Crowe is who they were recommending, but they're not that I know whether they ever approached him. But, yeah, so it started as a joke where people were going, well, no, that you've, you've come out as the number one popular choice to, to do the voice. And and honestly, that, that story went away. And it was it was months and months and months later. Gosh, it could have been a year later that I got a phone call to say, we've got a phone call out of the UK to say they want you to be the voice of Shane the Train. I thought it had gone away. So I was thrilled. So I was, yeah, I'm pretty, you know, pretty stoked to be, uh, you know, the, the voice of, of a train that bears my name. Coincidentally, I think that was going to be Shane the Train well before I did the voice. But it's kind of cool because people are going, oh, my God, you're like Shane the Train. And, you know, I think they assumed that they just took yeah. the name from me. But but it wasn't that, but it's a lovely coincidence. Yeah. Now, we're going to have to talk about the Australian episodes of Thomas. In yes. the first one, Outback, Outback Thomas, we're introduced to, to Shane properly and also his two coaches, Aubrey and Aiden, who were voiced by Tim Bain and the beautiful Genevieve McCarthy. She's quite beautiful. <laughs> so they they were all done separately from me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you never you never get to kind of hang with your other talent with those kind of things, unfortunately. Yeah. The way Shane was was being a tour guide to the tourists, <laughs> I was quite impressed with that. But when Thomas was being a tour guide, I was not impressed at all. Especially when a passenger asked him about Uluru. He described it as a big red bus and driven by the Queen of Australia, Queen Kylie the Third. I face palmed and said, "Oh my God!" I actually found that insulting. It's, a, it's yeah, they, I think they do it as a little bit tongue in cheek, being a, a you know a cartoon. I know what you mean though. But the thing is, I I found it insulting because it because Uluru is a spiritual sacred place. Hundred percent. Yeah, it is. And, and it has to be, and it must be protected. Yes, couldn't agree more, mate. Couldn't agree more. Next, in the episode Cyclone Thomas, we're shown a bit more about Isla, the flying doctor's plane from the Royal Flying Doctor Service. Thomas was so impressed that he decided to um, be exactly like Isla. But the thing is, when she told him, best leave it to the medical professionals, I couldn't agree more because what he was trying to do, that was like, that's basically the equivalent of impersonating a doctor, which is illegal. Yes. 
Yes, it is. It's very illegal and for good reason. Yeah, definitely. And in the episode, the episode Kangaroo Christmas, yes. Thomas was disappointed to find that there's no snow in, in Australia at Christmas. And then <laughs> Shane explained why. It's way too hot because we Aussies have Christmas in summer. 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 I, and now, uh, one other thing, yeah. were you impressed that I got to be, I think, the first person in history of the BBC to be able to call Thomas Tomo. Oh, Tomo. You've watched, you've watched, every, you've watched every episode because yeah. I, I was calling him Tomo. Yeah, you did, yeah. I think I'm the first person in history to call Thomas Tomo. Yeah, that that is correct. I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, and the episode laid back, Shane, you were pretty good in that as well. <laughs> I love the you know every episode, don't you? Definitely. You're better than me because if you said to me name the episodes you're in, I wouldn't be able to. So you you're better than me. You are good at remembering this stuff, aren't you? Yep, definitely. And also, you may not know this, but um, sometimes I like to recite lines to celebrities. You know, as a bit of a reference to their past work. You know, to test their memory as well. Oh, go on. Okay. See, I told you I had enough coal to get here. Fill me up, baby. So that's out of Thomas. That's definitely out of yeah, Thomas. Yeah, definitely. And was that that was my line, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, fill, fill, fill me up, baby. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, when he needed to fill up with coal. But I can't. But I can't tell you which. I can't tell you which episode, babe. I know. Go on, you tell me. I know the episode. Laid back, Shane. Laid back. <laughs> I have a photographic memory. Oh, you do have a photographic memory. Yeah. That is so cool. I would give you anything to have a photographic memory. I mean, there's some things I've seen that I'd rather forget, but. Ah. But so is that what is that why you're good with birthdays and dates and all? Yeah. If you research someone up, then yeah. that information stays in your head forever. Yeah. That's so because cool. actors and actresses is one of the many things I'm passionate about. I don't know why, but there's something about them that I just I'm just quite fond of and quite admire. But also I'm also fully aware of the fact that actors and actresses are not gods. They're still people. They still live normal lives. And I wouldn't actually go up to them in public and, and request a selfie or an autograph. I would only accept it only if they offered. You said it beautifully because they are, they are not gods. They are absolutely just normal people. In fact, my brother, when people talk to my older brother and they say, oh, because he works in entertainment as a director and, and as a writer and as a performer and, and actor in his own right, he quite often when people say, oh, I've worked with your brother Shane, he's, he's so lovely. My brother yeah. always says, why is that? And they say, no, he was just lovely. And he says, what, what did he do for you? Did he do something for you? And they go, no, he was just lovely. And, he's, yeah. and my brother always says, yeah, so he should be because that's what being yeah. a person is all about, being nice to other people. Yeah, but course. unless he did something extraordinary for you, uh, he should not be considered any better than anyone else. So, I guess. You know, mm, but it's, he, he makes a great point, which is everyone should be decent to other people. Yeah. And, and when people go, oh, that actor's actually a really nice person, I think the inference is just because they weren't being rude, that makes them nice. But that should be how everyone responds. To be honest, if I had a choice, instead of an autograph or a selfie, I'd much prefer to share a meal with that person and, you know, have a have a, oh, yeah. a normal civilised conversation like you and I are having. Yeah, you had me at meal. You know, you know <laughs> getting to know them as people. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. I mean, the, the selfie thing, though, again, it's a nice thing if, if when kids want to have their photo. Yeah, of course. With you, you know, all that kind of stuff. I kind of don't. I, I'm, never, I'm never worried by that because I always think it's – and, again, as 
you said right at the start that you know you don't mind you let people get their photo with you. Yeah. I get why some people want to do it because there's people I, I've worked with celebrities, and guess what? You know, with many, and there's so many that I, you know, at some point I actually do go, "Can I get a photo with you?" And I, I don't put it anywhere. I just have it to go look at that. You know, people like Kelsey Grammer, Jeremy Renner that I've worked with, I, I go, "I'm I'm fans of you guys first and foremost." So I must admit, I'm guilty of the same crime. I keep asking people for photos. <laughs> well. I would only do it with them if they offered. Well, when I get to bump into you in person, I'm going to get my photo with you if, if you will let me. Of course I would allow And it. I'll share it with you. And who knows, we might cross paths someday. Well, I plan to stick around on Earth for a long while, so I hope so. So do I. And also, did you enjoy your time working on Thomas the Tank Engine? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it because it's it's so iconic. You know, I love doing TV and films, but, but Thomas has been around for so long and it's so... Like I said, it is it is iconic. I mean, it's it's you know loved and enjoyed by yeah. people all over the planet. It's one of the things that I'm I'm, I'm not going to say I'm proudest because I love all of them for different reasons. But but it is such a big thing to be able to say to, to people, you yeah. know, when or, or more to the point, I don't sort of I don't sort of walk around saying to people, guess what, I'm the voice of Shane the Train. But quite often when I have kids come up and go. Um, are you the voice of Shane the Train? And I say yes, and their kind of face lights up. I I, I love that. That's nice. It's a, it's a good feeling. Yeah. And I also got to ask you this question, if I if I may. Yeah, definitely. Anything. Uh, thank you. What do you have coming up? So Australia's Got Talent. We'll be filming that again next year. Oh. There's some films and, and another couple of TV shows. The thing called Mates on a Mission coming out on Channel Seven soon that I've already shot oh. uh, a long while ago. Uh, there's another another movie and another TV show which I can't announce just yet. Sure. And, and there's two uh, theatre shows, actually large theatre shows that I'm a, I'm about to do the contracts for. So so they're coming up as well. Oh. So yeah, there's this there's quite a quite a bit actually yeah. on the on the horizon. I know we don't we don't talk about the certain pandemic on your podcast. Yeah. But now that that thing, the not to be mentioned thing is behind us or yeah. well, not behind us, it'll be with us for a long while. It's great because entertainment's firing up again. So uh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot to look forward to actually. I'd also like to ask you, do you have any advice advice for me on um, wanting to become an actor? Just do whatever you can to, to volunteer yourself to be in whatever show you want to be in. Don't Everyone says, what sort of acting should I do? And I've always said, Whatever acting experience you can get, do it all. Yeah. And I think the fact that you do have a photographic memory is a huge advantage in learning scripts. I have a feeling, Michael, you'll remember the words better than most people. Yeah. And, I, and that's that's a huge advantage, which means you can just concentrate on on yeah. doing the performance and just, you know, be yourself, mate, because uh, that's it's worked very, very well for Thanks. you so far and it will do forever, I'm sure of it. Although it may take me a few times to know the – lines off the top of my head yeah but that but that's the great thing about performing is you they never throw you the script well not unless you work in television where they throw you the script and say you're doing this tomorrow uh, you should get plenty of time to prepare that's yeah. the great news is you know and i inherently know that you would really apply yourself to it yeah do you know what i mean where you'd spend a lot of time learning it properly because I, yeah. I think you'd like to you know, get it right. Tell me if I'm wrong. You did like dedicate a lot of time to really trying to get those words word perfect, wouldn't you? Yes, especially with my co-stars. Yeah, you'd make a great actor. Thanks. Pleasure. I also would like to ask you, where could, can people follow your journey? I've got a website that has a lot of stuff on it. I've got um, there's Twitter. I've got Instagram and, and Facebook. So that's I think if it's in Instagram. 
and Facebook are probably the the place to go. And then my, my, I've got a website that people update um, with with all my projects, so they're they're probably the way to go. Right. I actually happen to have Instagram as well, but I'm not keen on joining Twitter. Is there anything else that you'd like to share, Shane? Well, there's nothing I want to ask. Just one more thing I wanted to say, which is I'm so thrilled you're doing doing a podcast. It's great because Thanks. you and I both know that TV is great fun, but it, it, it gets edited and it's trying to serve a different purpose. But really getting to, yeah, to know people podcasts do it so well. So I think it's fantastic you're doing a podcast. And yeah. I and I know you've only only been going for a Thanks. short while on these, but I'm I'm thrilled to be in, you know, the early stages of your podcast career. And I, you know, I, I hope you keep doing it forever. Well, it's been my privilege. Well, mate, I was going to say exactly the same thing. It's my privilege and an honour. So, uh, so, mate, take on the world because we love watching you do what you do. Even though, we, even though we're talking through a screen, I would be proud to shake your hand. Oh, right, we can do it. You can do the virtual shake together. Here we go. We're doing it. People can't see this. We're shaking the cameras. That works. <laughs> yeah. I would be honoured to be considered a friend of yours. Well, mate, the, you don't have to be honoured. That's that's uh, Friendships work on no one having to be honoured or anything. They just get to be mates. So you can definitely say that. But we, we don't have to say honoured. we just got to say we're mates. That's how that's how friendship works. Yep, thank you. You are my friend. And uh, without having to be honoured, it's just what mates do. Yeah, that's right. Friends do kind gestures for one another. Exactly. Well said, as always. I would actually be thrilled and honoured if I ever got the chance to work with you. Well, we're going to talk to Susie Porter too. Maybe we're going to write a story where Susie Porter and me are your parents. That's what, that's what we've got to remember to do. I would love that. And maybe also get Angori Rice as my sister. Yeah, we could do, we could do Men in Black, although that, that title's probably been taken by Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe some kind of family film. Well, mate, I uh, if if ever there's a role that that suits you, mate, uh, trust me, I'm I'm gonna find you. You may regret this question because it may come. You got to be careful what you wish for sometimes. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Well, mate, thank you so much again. It's uh, it's been a pure joy. It's my pleasure, and uh, I look forward to watching your career. Hopefully, I'll do some stuff that keeps you entertained, but. Um, But until then, I'll be getting entertained by you, mate. Thanks, Shane. And thank you for being my guest on this podcast today. It was quite an honour and a privilege. I honestly can't thank you enough. Don't have to. Mate, being on it was fun enough. Being on it was the thanks. I was just stoked to be asked. This whole experience today was actually a lot of fun for me too. And if you ever do see Angori Rice or even Susie Porter, and if they're familiar with me, tell them that I give them my regards. Done. I still would like to divide my time between acting and and family because I'm actually also family oriented. And I also treat my friendships like a second family. Life isn't just always about work because even though I really want to become an actor, I still want to be able to make time for my family and friends because they mean a lot to me.